This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the results, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app and you'll get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants. 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Good evening, welcome to Leicester Fan TV. My name is Phil, it's Wednesday night and tonight we've got another ex-player interview which Jamie has lined up. It is Paul Konjeski joined Leicester City in 2011, stayed with us till 2016, joined us and played with us through some of the most exciting years in Leicester City's history. Get your questions in, get your comments in, we can put them on screen. We can ask them direct to Paul Konjeski right for you tonight. It is your Fan Zone show, get those questions coming in. Yes, good evening. Welcome to a special Leicester Fan TV interview where we're going to have Paul Conchesty very, very shortly with us. Let's have a few hellos. Hello to Andrew. Hello to Rye. Hello to Sports. So that's Josh, one of the Leicester Fan TV content guys. How are you, mate? Sean, good evening to you. Sean, what would you like to ask Paul Conchesky? Here's your chance to get a question direct to him. Mark Charles wants to know, was his best goal that hit against Wolves? We'll be asking him that. Uh, Matty Bond, how are you? Very good evening to you. Ross, Sharon. Trying to get as many hellos in there very quickly, Jack Marsden. Get your questions in, Jack. We want to know what you want to ask Paul Koncheski. This is your chance. Now, here is Jamie from the Foxes <coughs> Arm. Jamie, good evening to evening you. Evening all. How the devil are we? How is everyone? We're all good. We're good. How are you, Jamie? I'm right. very good. Look, let's, shall we start? Let, let's get him in. Yeah. Talk us through Paul Koncheski. Right. Well, Paul Koncheski came in July of uh, 2011 from Liverpool. Uh, another one of Sven's signings. Um, for an undeclosed fee, we might be able to ask him how much it was in real in real life. Uh, he was a left back. Predominantly, he played left back all his career. Uh, he went on loan in the Premiership season uh, to QPR, and then we sold him to Gillingham in the July of sixteen. He played one hundred and fifteen games, and he scored uh, sorry one hundred and fifty five games, and he scored five goals. So I think we better bring him on and start asking him these questions we've got. Good evening, Paul. How are you? Not bad, guys. How are you? We're how are really you all right? All good, thank you. Thanks so much for joining us tonight, Paul. It's a real pleasure to have a uh, Leicester City legend on with us. Jamie, do you want to fire away? I will start with the first one as normal. Right, when you signed for us in uh, July of 2011, yeah. Sven was the manager. How did Sven 
uh, get you to come to Leicester? Because you were at Liverpool at the time. So how did he get you to leave uh, Liverpool and come to Leicester? Um, it's a bit of, bit of both, really. Um, obviously, the time at Liverpool was... It was a good, good half a year for me. And then the second half fizzled out. And obviously, I went on loan elsewhere. But I knew my time was up. And... I had interest from other people, but obviously spoke to, spoke to Leicester and the manager. Um, I was lucky enough to play twice for England under the, the, that manager at that time. Um, so obviously speaking to him and uh, the two owners, you have meetings with the owners and the ambition of what what they want. And listen, we all know the owners say this and say that, but uh, what these owners said to me, I wanted to be part of and I, I'm... I, I was overjoyed that I joined in when I did in 2011 and got it a little bit when I left, but um, I, I had probably the best four or five, five years of my career. Did you feel, Paul, it was possible, it was your best period of your career? Because you played for some great teams, you know, Spurs, West Ham, Fulham, you know, Leicester. Do you feel that was your peak playing for Leicester those, you know, four or five years? Listen, a load of people ask me where, where's the best you played and what clubs and I, Leicester and to be fair, Fulham because what I've done at Fulham as well, they're the two clubs that come to mind without, I don't even have to worry about asking or saying anything because them two clubs mean a lot to me. Jamie? Uh, what I was going to say, uh, Jack's just asked a question. Uh, where is it? Jack Marston. What was the, <laughs> I think I might know this one, but what was the best highlight of your time at Leicester? Um, obviously getting promoted from the championship to the Premier League um, to win any any title with a football team is is a great achievement and to do it with a team I played at and I enjoyed my time was was uh, a second to none feeling really so, so it wasn't punching uh, Philbert the Fox on the nose when we played against uh, Man U then and beat him 5-3 no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, I had a fun with him so I, I had a few times with him but <laughs> um, he, he was fantastic. That, that Philbert was fantastic, even with my kids all the time. He, he made them welcome, and what what a great mascot he is! He is good. He is good. I'm going to bring Tom in. Tom, can you hear us? Okay. Yeah. Evening, guys. Fire away, Tom. Uh, you're just talking about one of the manual games, that five-three game against Man United, and uh, you you got an assist, I think, for the penalty for Vardy's, uh, we'll say, shoulder charge on uh, Fabio. Uh, what was it? What was it like to play with Vardy running the channels for you all the time and putting the balls into those spaces? Oh, fantastic! You know, um, when he obviously first came to the team and the club, uh, that was a massive asset to him. He's, he, he he had pace to burn, and you knew as a fullback if you had you was in trouble if you put it in behind their fullback, then his work rate and the pace he's got, he would he would run run for run for days for you and. Uh, he's still doing it now, to, to be fair to him. So, what a great asset to have in, in, in your football team. Okay. Tom? No, he is. Yeah, no, brilliant. Uh, the other question as well is two. One, is it more of a West Ham question? Was it a cross or is it a shot in the FA Cup final? <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, you should probably not witness it because you're saying my goal, they're proper goals and I scored one at Wolves. So... Uh, <laughs> <laughs> the one that means to me, mate, is the one against uh, Villa. What helped us in the Great Escape season? What a goal yeah, that was! No, yeah. listen, the FA Cup final goal. It was, it was a cross, but they all can. You know, it was a cup final, and I and I take that as as one of my goals. <laughs> <laughs>
Tom, did you say you got one more question? Uh, the, the other one was the FA uh, was the Villa game at home, uh, a crucial oh. win in that season to stay in the league because things hadn't gone our way really. We started off all right in that Great Escape season and then faded off quite quickly for some reason. And then just after Christmas, we started to pick a bit of form up with the win away at Hall and then that big victory at home. I mean, that must be massive to the players' spirits against Villa, who at the time were pushing a little bit higher at the table than we were. Yeah, of course. Like you've just said there, that we fell away really early on and it gets to a point that any win you need, you, you need to take. And like you say, we went away to Hull and uh, we, we, I think we drew up there, 1-1 or we won 2-1. Um, but came back and to, to play at the King Power is one, one statement. But to go there and play in a massive derby where it means a lot to the fans and obviously the players and to win that game, which everyone might say it, it, it changed that, that season. And from then on, we only looked one way and it was to get out of that, that fight. And uh, lucky enough, we did. I'm going to bring Lee Chappers in now. Chappers, how are you? And I'm just going to drop uh, Tom yep. out for a second. Lee? Hi, Paul. Um, I've got a question for you, actually. Uh, got to be the, the best game of that season had to be the 5-3 uh, game against Manchester United. Where's your head at when uh, when we've beat Man United 5-3? Probably like the fans. <laughs> you, know, you, you beat an unbelievable football team in, in Manchester United and the players... Are, you look back now, and the players they had playing that day was was unbelievable. Uh, you'd still want them in your team now, but um, to beat them you, as a player is fantastic. But more for the fans, you know, you you, you beat them, and you you think, "Oh, this is going to be a great season." We've got ahead. Yeah. Um, as a player, you get you don't get too carried away because I think we went to Palace. A game after a week later, and we didn't get result. We we, yeah. we should have got. So, as a player, you have ups and downs, and you have to take the ups and the downs as they come, and you have to stay level-headed all the way through. Because, like you say, you beat Man United, you expect high things, and then you go to Palace or Burnley or wherever you say, and you think you should be getting a result when you lose. So, as a as a football player, I think you have to keep level-headed, no matter win, lose, or draw against the best or the bottom. Uh, on that game, um, we've all watched that game back probably back probably three, maybe four times uh, as Leicester fans because it's one of those that we'll treasure forever. So thank you for making that memory for us all. Um, yeah. But Esteban Cambiasso uh, was part of the Leicester team that season and that season only. How good was he? Yeah, fantastic. You know, you you don't get the chance, or you, I didn't never get a chance to play with uh, a player that's won everything probably in Italy and. Uh, the, the, the culture and the, the character he was to come to 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 our club and to to learn learn lots of him. You know, experienced players like myself, you, you still can learn. And when someone like that comes in, and you can try and pick their brains off little bits and who they've played with and who the best bits they can they can give to you, you, you can always learn. So it was fantastic for everyone at the football club, young players, old players, the staff, the manager. Um, I think he brought a lot to the football club and. Once he got fit, I think you, you, he proved that he, he's world-class. Yeah. Jamie? Yeah, hold on. Yeah, well, I was going to ask, you, you came here under Sven, but you played most of your time under Nigel Pearson. What was it like? Because to us, Nigel Pearson seemed a bit more Sergeant Major-ish and Sven seemed very laid back. So did you? which one did you prefer out of them two? Um, 
obviously they're both different. You you just said they 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 both look different characters, and when they manage, they're both different characters. Nigel probably ain't as bad as what people look and he feel and he shows. Um, I, I love I love working for him, and he's probably one of the best <laughs> ones I've worked worked for. So, um, you, you know, when you don't you don't know him beforehand, and you look on from the outside, you you probably just said he looks a bit. He looks tough and he looks hard and he looks aggressive. Like you're not sure if you want to work for him, but uh, he was a fantastic manager to work for, and he's probably one. Up, he's probably one of two that I'd love to work for ever again if I ever got the opportunity. Who was the other one then, Paul? <laughs> Roy Hodgson was the other manager. So yeah. uh, I had him at Fulham and he took me to Liverpool. So um, they're, they're two fantastic managers. Again, two different people, but uh, two two unbelievable managers that I've worked for. Absolutely. I'm going to bring Tom in now, if that's all right, Tom. Yeah, I was going to say, you're talking about Nigel. Uh, he was a character and a half. Uh, what did you make of the two two periods of time he was there? One was the Ostrid Gates, when he tried to take the pressure off yourselves after the defeat to Chelsea. And mm. the second one was when he pinned McCarthy down against <laughs> Crystal Palace on the halfway line. I was waiting for you to bring that up, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> that, that one's yeah, that, that one's difficult because probably he obviously wouldn't mind me saying that, but uh, a few weeks before, he had, he had a new, new knee replacement. So obviously standing on the side and I, I think he went into Nigel's knee. Which at the oh. time you think, oh, not not now. So it was probably a bit, it was probably a bit temperish, but tongue in cheek as well. But yeah. he, he didn't want to get hurt. So there's, there's probably two sides of it that he, he'd probably say it's tongue in cheek. But at the time you're probably thinking, oh, you've hurt me there. So <laughs> just a natural um, reaction. <laughs> yeah, of course. And I think that would happen to anybody. Just yeah, just have major surgery and. And someone slides into you, so um, he probably didn't mean nothing by it. And when 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 he does apologise, I think he means it, and I think he come out straight away and said he shouldn't have done it. So um, fair play to him. Uh, the other question was, Gashi Paul, was uh, you you blew at the ground in the horrific defeat to Watford. I was there in the playoff semi final when we lost. Uh, what was the feeling between the lads when you came back the following season to then go on to you know? win the championship was there something like a determination with that we've got to you know right the wrongs of what had happened yeah I think, but I think where when things like that happen and you have to try and put it straight behind you um it's obviously difficult um but if if you if you worry about the past and as as we go in, in through them games and you're thinking about that you're not concentrating on what's next and to be fair to the manager he was really good um, as soon as we come back into the building, he made it. He made it a, a good place to come back to work and want want you to come to work. And uh, that that not forgotten, but we, as much as we could forget it, it was forgotten because we knew there was there was business to be done, and we we had to nail it straight away. Chappers, uh, oh, oh go on, Tom. No, go on, Tom. I'm just, go on, Tom. I'm just gonna just gonna say a shout out to your mum and dad that game because I sat uh, in front of them. <laughs> and they're chatting to them, and they were just saying that uh, they'd literally just got off the plane from Heathrow and come straight to the game from their holiday. That yeah, <laughs> so yeah, fair that, play to them. Yeah, be fair. They, they, my mum and dad went everywhere all the all the way through my career, so um, it's obviously a it's a massive thing. And any children or kids or men playing now, I think if if you've got your, your support of your family, then you can go a long way. Fair play, mate. Lee. 
Yeah, I'm just going through some of the uh, the fans' comments. Um, I'm just trying to pick a few out. Uh, what do you make of Leicester this season, says Sportser from YouTube. Um, well, up until it finished, I thought, uh, again, it's, they, they've got a great side. They've got a great manager again. Uh, and the things I hear about him and what he's like is... is He's up there with the best, you know. He's, he's still, I still speak to some of the players, and what they said about uh, Brendan Rodgers is he's been unbelievable. So, um, and I, listen, I, I've got to give them a massive shout to the to the owners because they, yeah. they've done what they've said and, and they keep doing it and they keep doing it. So if it wasn't for them, Leicester probably wouldn't be where they are now. And um, love Vishay and bless him. Uh, he, he backed everything we we done and. Now his, now his top's going. He, he loves the football club and they, they can go a long way. They're, I think if Leicester can keep going the way they are, they're going to get Champions League football for many years to come. Wow. That's a, that's a big, you know, big shout that is. What, I mean, yeah, but I, I believe that and I've worked at the club and I, I know the people there and I know the players there and the ambition of the owners, what they've got and yeah. they, they, they won't give in and um, Listen, King, the King Power for me is one of the best places to play, especially on a, an evening game. And I always remember coming back when you played Atletico Madrid in the quarterfinals and it was rocking. And what if you can't okay. go out for a game there, then you've got no chance. I'm going to bring, I'm going to let Tom go just for a second. And I'm going to add in uh, Rob. Rob, can you hear us? Yep, can he loud and clear, guys? Rob, <clears throat> fire away. You've got a question for Paul. Yep. Um, so just got a couple of questions. First one, um, sort of around that promotion uh, first season in the Premier League um, side, uh, who would you say was like the one player or a couple of players that you knew in that side that were going to go on and be like top Premier League quality Champions League-esque players? Um, that's, that's, a, that's a good question, but a hard one because, you know, the club got that ambition. That's where they want to be. So you, you want to keep the best players. Um, but my time there and the players I played with, that you, you probably could count on about five or six. And Riyad's obviously gone on and done what he's done and I'll put him up there. Catch the goalie, fair play, he stayed where he where he's happy and he's been he's been loyal and he's been fantastic. So another another one that could have maybe gone on and gone to I don't think, but a, a bigger club. But I, I think less of a massive club now and there's no need to leave that football club. Maybe Jamie Vardy. I know the Arsenal thing was loads of that come up before, but again, he's at the club, and I, I think they think the club's going places, and mm. uh, stick 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 to what's been loyal to you, and you'd be loyal to them. Yeah, Rob. Mm. Yeah, and um, the other question is sort of in the similar vein of that: Why you um, are at that club during sort of the? Uh, promotion season did you feel like this was a club that was actually like really going place I know a lot of the time when like say like a new owner comes in a lot of clubs say oh we're gonna you know progress up in the league and it never really happens but with um, Vichai and the others coming in did you really feel like this is a club that is seriously about to go places yeah I knew I knew uh, when, when obviously I signed, you have them chats with because that's what you want to know. You what you want to know the ambition of the football club. But 
when you sign for a football club and you see the owners and what they're doing behind behind the scenes and um, listen and and what they're doing for the fans and the community, I don't think you'd get an owner as much as them involved so much. So for me, the owners um, that that that's their club and that they're their family and. I think they're, they're going to take that football club a long way. I've got a couple of questions from the uh, the comments um, for you, Paul. Um, one's, uh, one that we usually ask anyway, but uh, Cal Blundell from YouTube says, can you ask Paul who inspired him to pursue football? Um, Tough one. It was, but I, I, I always, it's my mum and dad, so especially my dad. Um, when I was a young boy and so I ever wanted to do so every day after school I'd be over the park playing football and it'd probably just be my me and my dad playing uh, in the garden just me and my dad playing so um, yeah. not that he didn't push me but he was always there to help me if I wanted to go and do things and that's all I ever wanted to do as a kid growing up yeah fair comment um, Ryan, Ryan Sonley is oh sorry go on Phil well all I was uh Frankie the Fox has said, do you want to stay in football as a coach or manager, Paul? Have you got ambitions that way? Yeah, that was my question. Um, <laughs> oh, sorry, mate. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm, I'm on my B licence at the minute, so I'm coming towards the end of that. So that's when another badge ticks off. And the management side, uh, I think you can never say never. Um, you see the managers now, there's a lot of stress on them and... Um, but I, I could never say I didn't. I don't want to do it because I, I think I would like to have a go. Um, like you say earlier, I've played for yeah. so many managers and if I can pick a little bit out of all of them and try to become a manager that, that suits me, then um, that would be, that'd be something that I, I'd look at and would, would like to have a go at. Jamie, brought you back in. Yeah, well, I was going to say, Jack asked another question. I've lost it now. Uh, he was asking about the great escape season. When Vardy scored that goal against West Brom, when he nicked yeah, off Gareth McCauley and yeah. ran down, and like the, I think it was like the 95th, 96th minute. What was the feeling like then? Did you think at the, the changing rooms afterwards that we can still do this? Or was it still just one game at a time? Uh, another good question. Yeah. You know, you know when you've got the manager there and he's, he's like, calm down, be, well, there's still another game and blah, blah, blah. But as a player, you, you're, you're buzzing. You've just won another game and that's another three points closer to getting out of it. And uh, them, them feelings didn't come often that, that season. So when you can get a nice feeling like that, and I think as, a, as players, we, we all stick together and we, we, we fought and we knew them, them results are massive. And if you, when you start winning them ones with the teams around you, you you've got a hell of a chance to get out of it. And... Um, God forbid we, 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 we kept winning and we, and we, and we got out of the, that, that bottom three. And was there anything Nigel did different? I mean, because before we weren't actually being beat or stuff, we weren't losing four or five nil. No, but we was there anything different that changed? Because we didn't look like we could score goals. We just kept conceding the odd one at the wrong time. So he must have done something. Or well, I think he might have done something. <laughs> to be fair... No matter win, lose or draw, he he was the same. He he always wanted to treat every game the same. Our preparation was the same. So, like you say, when you're losing, we we did have a plan B, to maybe the shape or whatever. But to go in and uh, rant and rave and get on the backs of people, the manager wasn't like that. 
we had a philosophy of playing the way, his way and that philosophy we stuck by and let's let's be honest it it, it works in the end and it, it got us out of trouble and the rest is history because the, the season after yeah the majority of the players are still there and they go and do what what they do yeah that's my question actually uh paul um where where were you and how did you feel uh around 2016 when leicester were cruising well when i say cruising we were doing really well <laughs> uh, and we won the premier league um we did win we, the premier league yeah yeah it was mad wasn't it um what what how did you feel about that what, going to just the whole GPR. thing, yeah, yeah, that you were close to it, and part you were part of that movement, Paul. You were, even though you weren't actually in the team all that season, you were very much a part of that build up that started in the greatest escape, yeah. I see yourself, Paul, and uh, and Nugent as well, as, as two players that I think I feel like you kind of all deserved missed. it, yeah, 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 deserve, yeah, yeah, it's another one, you know, the, the, the season they won, and you get a new manager come in and. Obviously, I'm coming towards the back end of my career, and there's obviously younger players, players in the in the squad. Um, you you have conversations because every footballer wants to play. Let's get you might have a squad of thirty, but only eleven players can play. So uh, coming towards the back end, and it is uh, if I'm not going to play, I want to go somewhere that I, I can see out my career and and get a few more games in. So. Obviously, Ranieri came in and he was he was really honest with me. I, I was allowed to stay, um, but maybe not play. So it's a chance you take. It's an it, it, it's one of them questions you say. If, if I stayed, would I have played? But if I didn't, what would I be doing? Just sitting sitting in the stand every week. And as a footballer, you want to play. So my, it was my choice to go. And listen, I've got no regrets of leaving and Leicester winning winning the league because. I'm still I'm still friendly right now with a lot of people at the club, and I still speak to the owner. So um, I, I was I was buzzing and pleased so much for him that it was them that won it than than anybody else. Tom, have you got a question? Yeah, I was going to say you. I, I don't know if you're still playing now or if you're still playing. It was it Brackley who were playing at last? I think you were playing at uh, Jamie O'Hara was there. Is his manager still? Is there any like? Yeah, Ricky, yeah. That's it. Uh, I was going to say. So you're there playing? You still playing? Or you no, got I, haven't, I haven't played for two years now. So is it two years? Yeah, I've um, listen. I, I miss it, of course I do. But I miss the day to day, going in training every day, mucking around and having banter with the players and the boys, and uh, that's the bit I miss most. And um, I still come back to Leicester, obviously, and I, I try and get in the dressing room because I still know the players, and yeah, um, they're, they're fantastic when I go back and. Uh, I just wish I could do it a little bit more. I was yeah. going to say, I've seen from your Instagram stories, your, your son's keeping you busy with the training anyway. Yeah, he is. Um, I know this lockdown's killing a lot of people, and but it's been a good time for me to spend with my boy to try and get him up to speed. But I don't, I've never had this much time to do stuff with him. So uh, it's given me an opportunity to work with him and, and see my family a little bit more. I think we've got one last question from Rob and then we're going to let you go, Paul. Rob, you've joined us again. What's your final question, Rob? Yeah, so uh, the final question is that um, what is your opinions on uh, the end of this season? Like, what uh, would you sort of recommend or advise, like, um, the governing boards to do? Like, do you think it's appropriate to actually continue the season in, in this sort of, you know, climate in football or do you think we should just end the season and sort of like work out 
what happens to teams in the bottom three and then the championship teams? It's the hardest question. Isn't it? Yeah. <laughs> it is. Um, it's a tough one, you know, because every football fan, every player, you, you want to be out there in, in them stadiums. If it's not safe, then listen, we can't we can't do it. But for me, I think you, the season has to be has to be finished. But but I think they need to play it out because you could be three points out of the Champions League and you might win two, and someone loses and you're you're in it. So um, it's a difficult one. But I I personally think there needs to be a cut off date that they're going to go for. And if if we can't meet that cut off date, then it has to be void. But for me, if, if that if that can be done, but it's all safe, then I'd love to see the football back on. If it has to be behind closed doors, it has to be for now. But listen, we need to be safe and hopefully next year, everyone and all them fans can get back in them stadiums. Because, Paul, obviously the the French Liga has, has finished, but the Bundesliga yeah. have come out today and say <laughs> Bundesliga should be starting in mid-May. It's too early, Phil. Yeah, and like you say, it's, it's crazy if... One country's doing one thing and another's doing another. Uh, it's, it's crazy, but we, we need to obviously stick by these rules for now. And um, it's just I just think they need to come out and say if the football season ain't started by mid June, maybe then it's not going to go. So at least I think at least all the clubs, all the fans, everyone in football knows there's, there's a target to be met. And if we can't meet it, then we have to make it void. Brilliant. All right. Listen, thanks, Paul, for joining us. It's been an absolute honour to have you with us. I know the Leicester fans watching have been loads of comments coming in, loads of questions. So it's been a real pleasure to have you with us. Loved it, mate. Anytime. Just give us a call and I'll come back on. I'd love to. We'd love Brilliant. to because there is literally well, hundreds more questions. We've got so many questions. It's unreal. Yeah, I'm, I'm thanks, been scrolling through the whole thing. <laughs> it's like, where, no, where do you start? They love you. The, fa- the fans love you, Paul. <laughs> Arrange it and I'll come Cheers. back on. Not a problem. Brilliant. We will Perfect. do. Thanks, Paul. I'm going to Cheers, let you Paul, go now. Thank you. Much Thanks, appreciated. Paul. Take care. Bye. So that's Paul gone from the stream. Thank you so much for Paul Conchesti joining us. Uh, lads, thanks for all your questions. No problem. Brilliant, Cheers, lads. Another good one. Absolutely brilliant. Right, I'm just going to finish it off now. Thanks to Paul Koncheski for joining us. Thanks to Tom and Chappers and Jamie, regulars. Rob joining us today. We're always inviting different fans to come on and get your questions on. If you're brave enough to come and do a video chat, who isn't brave now with Zoom and Skype and everything that there is? If you're brave enough, let us know. We'll get you on. You can come and put your questions on here. In the meantime, we've tried to get as many questions on as possible. So thanks to Mark Charles for watching, Frankie the Fox, Cal, Rye, um, Andrew Scheiber, Andy Medher. Sorry, Andy, didn't get your question on tonight. Thanks, everybody, for watching. Don't forget, Chappers always reminds me. In fact, I think I should bring Chappers on to do Yay! the social. Come on, do the socials. <laughs> yeah, okay, so make sure you follow us. Uh, we're all on socials on everything Leicester Fan TV. That's at Leicester Fan TV. Uh, we're on YouTube as well. We're hitting 5,000 subscribers now. Uh, get subscribing on there. Um, Phil? I'm going to dump Jamie. Jamie, do the socials. I'm not doing the socials. I'm yeah, going to tell you who's on on Saturday. Go You've on, got that one, haven't you? Yeah. It's Keith Gillespie at two o'clock. That's who we've got on Saturday. Northern Irish, Keith Gillespie. It's Keith a big Gillespie, ex-Leicester. Well done, Jamie. I must have known because I just pumped you on the screen there. Chappers has done all the socials. Jamie's less know it was. Thanks to Tom. Thanks to Rob for joining us. But as ever, thanks most of all for you guys for watching Leicester Fan TV. 
Please like and share it. Tweet it. Give us a love. Whatever you want to do. We'll see you on Saturday with Keith Gillespie, another ex-Leicester legend. That's it. It's time to stop watching you lot. Come on. That's the end of the show. Cheerio. Away days are great, but there's nothing quite like playing at home. The same goes for McDonald's. Maximise your home ground advantage with McDelivery. Order now on the McDonald's app. At participating restaurants, 18 plus serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.